You can turn your Bibles uh, to Philippians chapter 2. And we're going to spend uh, some time uh, looking at verses uh, number uh, 12 and 13. And those verses uh, say, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Uh, let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you'd help us consider these words tonight. Lord, give us grace, Lord, we pray. We pray that you'd come uh, with your spirit, Lord, and stir us up, Lord, for we need a word from you, Lord. We need, uh, Lord, help for the week to come, the trials that perhaps are coming, Lord. We need your help, Lord, in our lives. We need uh, everything uh, that Christ, uh, Lord, we pray that would fully encompass our lives, Lord, that the importance of the gospel would flow out of us, Lord, uh, Lord, and you'd be using us, Lord, for Christ's glory, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote this letter uh, to the church at Philippi. Uh, it was around 10 years uh, after his first visit. Uh, if you read Acts chapter 16, you'll find uh, that first visit there. And the church had a, had a pretty small beginning with uh, Lydia, uh, a jailer, uh, a demonic uh, woman, or, and perhaps a few others uh, in, in those early days. And in those 10 years that, that, that came and went, uh, when Paul was writing this letter, that they must have had great flourishing time of blessing. Uh, there must have been uh, a, immense spiritual growth in that church, uh, enough to, for, for Paul to have to write a, a letter uh, uh, of this fashion. So we can only imagine how, how large the church was or how small the church was, but it was important enough for Paul uh, to write this letter. And God thankfully preserved uh, that as part of his, his word. And that's where we find ourselves tonight. The Philippian church, uh, while reading this letter, uh, seems to be perhaps the most faithful in uh, support and obedience of all the churches that we find uh, epistles to, uh, at least in the New Testament. Uh, there seemed to be much uh, blessing uh, going there, and Paul was, uh, had much encouragement for them, and he seemed to deeply uh, love them. But despite this, Paul does offer uh, some warnings uh, to three uh, particular dangers uh, that, uh, that they were facing. And the first danger is division. Uh, the second would have been legalism. And the third was sensualism or worldliness. And aren't those the three things that pop up throughout the epistles? And e even in our day, that's uh, the, uh, the, 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 the battles that the church uh, at large uh, faces. Divisions, legalism, and sensualism, uh, uh, worldliness. So those three things 
they do stunt uh, spiritual growth uh, and Christians and individuals and also uh, in churches. Uh, and God's desire, when we read, uh, read his word, is that Christians live a, victori- a joyous and victorious life. Uh, and Paul explains uh, the key to overcoming uh, these, three, uh, divi- these three things that, that, that stunt growth and, and keep us from that joyous, victorious life. Uh, he has the key to that is the gospel. The gospel, he repeats it over and over throughout this, uh, this epistle to the Philippians. Uh, he mentions it nine times. Uh, and in chapter 1, and verses 3 to 7, he mentions the gospel twice. Uh, he mentions the fellowship of the gospel. And in this fellowship, Paul gets uh, confidence uh, to say in verse 7, of chapter 1, even as is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, insomuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, that ye are partakers of my grace. So that faithfulness that they had, it gives them confidence in the gospel, confidence that all this stuff he's going through, these bonds and all the uh, persecutions and things, and the great lengths he was going to, it's, there's success there. There's things, uh, it's, it, it's God is giving blessing uh, through uh, his ministry to, to other people and to this church in particular uh, there at Philippi. Also in verse 12, uh, he further, he further uh, explains that, that the things that have befallen him, all the things that are happening to Paul, uh, are uh, are are things that are happening for the furtherance uh, of the gospel. Verse 12 says, But I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bounds, my bonds in Christ are manifest in all, in all the palace and in all other places. So these, these, this gospel is going out because there's even the bonds and the situation he finds himself in, the gospel continues to go out. And finally, just the last verse I want to look at, verse 1, he mentions the gospel, or verse 17 of chapter 1, he mentions the gospel again. But the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. He's set in for the defense uh, of the gospel. So he's set. What's he mean to be set? He's set in that particular moment in time. He's set there in that moment uh, for that defense, for defending the gospel, defending the faith. And uh, there he's, he's explaining to them uh, the importance of the gospel and how it is key uh, how it is so important and it's key to, uh, uh, to our spiritual life and have a, a victorious, uh, joyous life in Christ. That gospel is the key. So, so, that, uh, uh, so that context, we come uh, to uh, the, the chapter there. We read the first uh, part of the chapter 
uh, he, he explains the gospel uh, to us using Christ as our example. He shows us why this gospel has such power uh, that it has and, uh, and why it should be defended. It's, it's, it's God sending forth his son, uh, being perfectly obedient, even to die for sinners on the cross. And he's now highly exalted and he's given a name above every name. And that's the context we come to those verses there that we read, verses 12 uh, and 13. Uh, he's, he's writing to these, uh, these Christians, then telling them the importance of that gospel and what they're trusting in, that salvation that they are enjoying. So Paul is writing uh, to uh, people uh, that, that, uh, that love the gospel. Uh, I'm sure there's, there's some in that church, this is in every church, that perhaps were, were struggling with different things or, or maybe they weren't saved. But these verses we're looking at tonight, uh, we are looking at verses that are meant for us, that are meant for Christians who are saved and who are trusting, uh, trusting in Christ. So this, uh, this verse here we, we read in ver- uh, chapter 2 and verse 12 says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear uh, and trembling. So it is this, uh, uh, this obedience he's, he's looking at. You're obedient in the gospel. Not just when I'm around, he's saying, but so much more in my absence. I hear these great things he's telling them about you. And then he tells them to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. So that's what we're going to look at uh, tonight uh, and keeping in mind that the gospel being the key uh, to, to victory in our lives and, and to having joy, uh, that key. And, and what this means to work out the salvation, uh, the salvation uh, in our lives. It's, it's not, it's the, this verse is, it, it, it's something, you know, that, 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 uh, that took me a long time to, uh, to understand because I was taught uh, th- that you know this verse means that somehow I'm supposed to to uh, plead with God uh, with fear and trembling and and perhaps He would save me if it be His will. That that's not what this verse is saying. This isn't a verse to give to uh, an unbeliever to tell him to work out their uh, salvation somehow. No, this is a verse for believers to uh, and, and he's telling them to work uh, work out their salvation in their lives uh, and to to have it show forth of, of what they're uh, doing uh, what God is doing in them and their salvation and working uh, working it out uh, in their lives so this this obedience that is happening uh, not uh, outside of Paul's presence is this uh, this working out uh, of salvation of, and it's really, it's what God is working in them, and it's and it's uh, as if you have a margin there. Uh, the, at least my margin says to to work down uh, your salvation, or work down, or as uh, as uh, John Calvin's commentary says, down and out of your life, work down and out this salvation. Uh, so that's uh, that just that this obedience uh, of. Uh, is is uh, is is 
causing this to happen, disobedience to the gospel, and working out a salvation uh, in our lives. Because that, that's what, that's, you, if you think of, of salvation, that is uh, something that comes uh, through redemption. It's, God, it's totally God's work. It's, it's something that only God can do. Uh, as we looked, at, even when we read 2 uh, Corinthians chapter 4, it's that, that light that's shining forth in the gospel is the power of, of God's uh, uh, redeeming power. And it's, and it's even pictured there in the days of, of creation. You know, God could have created the, the world uh, and the, the planets any way he wanted, but he, 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 he shows us in that power of creation uh, and, and that light dividing the darkness, that's, that's how dark our souls are. That's what has to happen. There has to be uh, a regeneration power to come into our lives, to shine that light uh, on our souls, to show us the importance of the gospel, to show us uh, th that we need a Savior, that we need redemption, that we're going to hell. All those things have to be shown to us uh, by the Holy Spirit. So that salvation that we enjoy then is, is faith, is, is given to us, and we take it by faith uh, and be obedient to the gospel in that way. That's, that's uh, that salvation. That's what salvation is. And this working out in our lives is it's what we do as a, as a result of being saved, right? It's, it's working out this salvation and showing others uh, what Christ has done uh, for us and for us in and through us. Uh, we, we, we pray that the Lord would even use us to, to that end, this, this working out uh, of our lives. So what, so what does this look like? Uh, what does this look like? This working out, uh, of our, this working out our lives and, and being uh, victorious uh, with, and having a, a life that, uh, that shows forth this. Well, read on in, in, uh, uh, in, in this chapter uh, there at verse 14. It tells us, do all things without murmurings and disputings. What's that? Those are those divisions that uh, Paul was talking about in other places uh, in, this, in this letter, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God. Can you believe that? The sons of God or the children of God, uh, that, that we're going to, working out this salvation in our lives, we have this title, being children or being sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked, and perverse nation, among whom ye shine, there's the light again, right? Shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice, and, and so on. So here we see, that's what it looks like in our lives, that, that, uh, that, that being, uh, doing things without disputes and, and without backbiting, being harmless, blameless, sons of God, without rebuke, and, and shining forth, uh, the gospel in this wicked world, and that's uh, th and when we think of the importance, that's where that fear and trembling comes in. Okay, we see that work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. We see the importance of salvation, the importance of the gospel, what it means to this world, what it's done to us, how it's transformed our lives, and it causes us to tremble. We see that we're called sons of God. That at least that should uh, at the very least. Uh, cause us some concern 
and, and boy, this is serious business to be uh, used of God and in shining forth the gospel. Uh, it's it's a serious to know that God is working in us. Okay, and that verse verse number thirteen says, "For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of His good pleasure." So He's He's uh, there working in us and through us, and we are what He uses. Isn't this? Uh, something to be uh, uh, to be encouraged to be uh, to have God using us. I mean, it, it's it's fearful uh, to think of, but yet it's it is comforting to know that God is uh, is in control of our lives and He does this uh, in us. Now let's uh, let's turn, if you would, back to Second Corinthians, but we're going to look at chapter five. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And um, we'll read, uh, read a few verses there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given, him, given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So there's there God giving us uh, this ministry of reconciliation. So those that are, that are, are, uh, that are these new creatures, these, those that have become uh, a new creation, uh, those that are reconciled are to seek those out. And, uh, and we're, they're, they're being used of God. They're, they're being given uh, this uh, by Jesus Christ and given this ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19, to wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath again committed us uh, committed unto us the word of reconciliation. There's a second time he's kind of repeating the same same truth there. Now when now then we are ambassadors for Christ. And this is shocking. This phrase this next phrase is shocking. If it wasn't written in the word of God, I, I could never say it. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead be ye reconciled to God. There's the third and fourth time here that we're, we're he's saying as though God did beseech you by uh, 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 through us or by us we pray in Christ's stead that's that's really uh, like I said some things in God's word uh, cause us to fear and tremble and that I think as believe as believers and that's one God is 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 saying here that that he uses his church to beseech others uh, in Christ's stead, we're, we're the body of Christ on this earth. We're used of Him, uh, and there's all different uh, parts of the body, uh, and all different parts of the world, and different times, uh, and different places. And God uses that body uh, in Christ's stead. Uh, Christ's body is in glory. Christ, through the Holy Spirit, sends that Comforter, uses His church. And we are the visible uh, body of Christ. Of course, God's Spirit does the work and does all those things in the gospel that we already talked about. But He uses us. He uses us 
as ambassadors uh, for Christ. And let, let's uh, continue reading uh, and in 2 Corinthians just, uh, just a little bit more. For, and verse 21, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We then, as workers, together with him. Again, he's repeating the same, the same truth. Together with him beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. These are beautiful verses. Uh, beautiful verses here in 2 Corinthians. Uh, of the, the, uh, the example uh, he's using here, the, the church here, uh, and he's, Paul, uh, through the inspiration of, of, of God, tells us here uh, the importance of being a witness for God, being a witness for Christ uh, in this uh, wicked world uh, that, that, we, that we, we find ourselves in. So this is sober. It's very sobering, serious business uh, to be done uh, with uh, fear and trembling. It is for God's will uh, and pleasure uh, to use us. That's uh, very comforting, isn't that, that verse there? It's, it's His will to do this. Uh, if this thought doesn't give us joy and a sense of victory already, uh, we, we need to pray that this fact sinks down uh, into our soul, that, uh, that God uh, uses us, uses his church, uses believers uh, as, as, as a church body, uh, and, and then sends us out into our different little places we find ourselves, uh, whether it be in the home uh, with your family and children, uh, or in the workplace, or at school with uh, schoolmates, or for our friends in the military, whether they be there, or wherever it might be, uh, we're God's ambassadors, uh, and, and he's with us. Uh, so that should certainly give us a sense uh, of, vict- of victory and a sense of, of joy. Uh, we're saved before the foundation of the world. God had us in mind to be placed in these moments in time to live among the lost uh, and to be God's ambassador uh, for his will and good pleasure. What glorious truths uh, we have uh, when we, we look at God's word uh, and these, these facts. We are uh, to work out this uh, salvation by living uh, in the, the light of it and shining forth through our witness and, and way of life. So God is sovereign uh, in all this. It's by his will he saves us and places us uh, and uses us. It was God's will to place uh, Paul in, bond, in bonds. We have an example, a beautiful example here uh, in, uh, in the first chapter of, uh, of Philippians. In chapter 1, verse 12, it says, uh, But I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which have happened to me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bounds in Christ are manifest in all in all the palace and in all other places, and many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bounds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. So it's God's will to put Paul in that situation, and through the news of Paul's imprisonment, there the gospel was being made known. Okay, it was being made manifest uh, there. The news was spreading. I mean, you could almost see it 
perhaps on the tabloids at the, at the checkout, you'd say, well, this man, Paul, he's in prison. Well, what's he in prison for? He's in prison uh, for the gospel. Well, what, what gospel? What's that? What's the gospel all about? The gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, what's that all about? And so on. There's, there's questions that were being answered. Why is this fellow in prison? What's he done? And so you see how that happens in so much uh, that even Caesar's household, uh, uh, there were some in Caesar's household that were believers. At, the, uh, at chapter 4 uh, of Philippians in verse uh, 21, it tells us there, Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren which are with me greet you. All the saints salute you, chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. So, so much so, Paul was such an influence that even in Caesar's household, uh, there was believers there. They, these could have been servants. These could have been uh, uh, messengers or, com- or people that were in con- he was in contact with. Uh, and I, I tell you, just in a side note, uh, Paul must have had a, the, a, a special gift with people. Then he, doesn't he just seem to uh, just uh, be matter of the situation and difficult times at seas and different times he, in the book of Acts, you find him, he finds himself in terrible situations, but the Lord just uh, uses him. And, he, and it, just all, it just works out for the furtherance of the gospel. And he, and he makes friends with these uh, folks in Caesar's uh, household here. And, and also the, this news of, 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 uh, of him being in prison is, is a way that the gospel uh, is being sent forth. And you, could, you could think also of the epistles that were written uh, while Paul was in prison and just, you know, you think, well, if he wasn't in prison, perhaps uh, the Lord would have used a different way to, to, uh, to preserve his word. But he didn't. He put Paul in prison and enabled him to, have, to write uh, these, uh, these epistles that are preserved uh, for time and eternity in God's word. Uh, so God uses all these situations in Paul's life to preserve uh, him and, and preserve uh, the gospel. And that, that's why he's saying here, for the furtherance of the gospel, all these things have fallen out. Uh, and that could be said if you're in your life. You know, if you're in a predicament, uh, you, you, who knows? Maybe things are falling out that way that uh, you can shine, uh, shine forth for Christ. So, so one thing you, we might ask ourselves uh, at times, we, we, we think of the gospel, its importance, and, and our witness God's using us, but we're so small. What are we among uh, so many? Uh, what are we amongst our, our family and our, and our uh, households and our workplace? We're just so few in our community here. Uh, we're just, uh, what are these uh, among so many? Uh, we might ask that like, like Andrew did in John uh, chapter 6. And let's just go back to John chapter 6 uh, there. Very familiar uh, verses there. Uh, and the feeding of the 5,000, uh, Andrew asked, what are these uh, among so many? Uh, what, did, uh, what did Christ uh, say to them? He said in, uh, in verse 10, And Jesus said, make the men sit down. So he's, so he's causing people to sit down. And, and uh, you, you, you see there the, the disciples you know, Andrew asking that question, what are, what are these, what's this little bit of, uh, of food among so many? And you have Philip there, he's, 
counting the money. You know, that's uh, I'm familiar with that. You know, 200, 200 penny worth of bread isn't going to do it, Lord. It's not going to do it. And Christ says, make the men sit down. Make the men sit down. Uh, and, and so the men sit down. And what does, uh, does uh, Christ do? He takes that, that, uh, that little lunch, that, uh, that, uh, that modest lunch there, that young person's lunch, and uh, prays over it and divides it up. And it, he feeds that vast uh, multitude there so much so that there's baskets to, to, to fill back up. Uh, that's what the Lord can do with just a little bit. So that's, a, that's the encouragement we can get uh, from God's uh, word. The gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, we want that to go out. And what we need to, to pray the Lord to do is to, to make the men sit down uh, or make people sit down. And it says there in, that, uh, in those verses in John uh, chapter 6, uh, it says there in that verse 10, now there was much grass in that place. Doesn't that remind you of, of, uh, of uh, Psalm 23? The Lord causes us to, to sit down in a fruitful place, in a profitable place, sets us down uh, in a place where we can feed the good shepherd causing the men to sit down, and he knows what he's doing. There's a lot of grass there, nice place to sit and listen and to be fed and to have uh, a time of fellowship. That's what the Lord can do with just a little bit, uh, just a little bit. Uh, and, and that's, uh, so what are we among so many? We can, we can be, God can multiply our witness uh, and it might not even be, you know, in our lifetime. You know, you might you might have prayed over over someone, and uh, and you know, uh, uh, d- down the road, and those prayers might be answered, even when you're gone to glory uh, afterwards. The Lord can use uh, our prayers; He uses our witness. You know, you think of of so uh, often. Uh, you think of of mom of of mothers praying for. Their, their sons and praying for their daughters uh, to be saved. And, and years later, uh, God sends a servant their way and, uh, and causes uh, that, that, that remembrance of the gospel to spring forth uh, in their life. And they remember, yeah, I, I should, maybe I should get back to church. You know, uh, uh, thankfully, the Lord can send people into our lives, into our children's lives, into our family members' lives that, that, that aren't us. Perhaps they wouldn't listen to us, but they'll listen to somebody else that is living out uh, that salvation uh, in their life. They're working it out. They're, they're uh, working it down and out of their lives. So we need to pray to that end that the Lord would use his people uh, in this day. We're so small uh, among, among so many. Uh, our families, our community, our neighborhood, but God uh, can use us uh, to, to do great and, and, and mighty things. You think of the church in Ephesus, uh, in uh, that, that church there, Ephesus was a stronghold of, uh, of culture. You know, it was like one of those places that people probably would vacation there. It was so beautiful culture, uh, all the worldly, worldliness going on there. They had a, a pagan worship this this huge um, uh, temple to Diana that was one of the uh, seven wonders of the ancient world, and God uh, used uh, the church there and the churches around about that area to, to just turn that place upside down 
in, in those early days uh, of the gospel. So he can do it uh, in our day as well. He can use uh, his church, use a small number of people to do great uh, things. Uh, and, and, that's, and that's what God does. The Israel, Israel as a nation in the Old Testament, they weren't so great among, uh, they were small among so many as well, uh, weak uh, so far as, 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 as um, uh, humanly speaking, but they, uh, uh, God used them to preserve uh, that kingly line. And it's all in God's uh, good pleasure uh, that he does uh, this. Nothing will be unexpected for God, okay? Nothing's going to surprise him in our lives. Uh, he already knows what's going to happen. He knows all, uh, all about us. He knows everything about us, what we're going to have to go through, uh, where we're going. He sees it all at once, and, and we can't really understand that, but it's just uh, God's nature. He sees everything at once. Uh, he knows the end from the beginning. So how about, how about you tonight? Are you working out uh, that salvation uh, in your life? I, I hope so. I hope that is the case, that, that you're working it down and, and out uh, of your life and that God is using you to, to light those corners of the world that you are living in, those little places that God has placed you. But if you're not saved tonight, if you're not, you don't know what we're talking about, this salvation that, uh, that, God, uh, th- that God gives to his people, I pray that you get to the Lord and, and ask him to save you. It's, it's through faith in Christ, through his work only. Uh, it's, it's, as Brother Lefford uh, explained this morning, it's, it's just a gospel that there's no, nothing else like it. Uh, there's just no, uh, it has no equal. The gospel is unique. Uh, it's, there's, there's Christ and it's everything he does, everything he does uh, to, to save us. He, uh, from, from the beginning to the end, it's all in Christ. And that's who we need to get to. If we find ourselves uh, lost in this world, lost uh, and feeling that sense of, of just hopelessness, you need to get to Christ and ask him to save you. It's only his grace that he does this, and he desires, uh, he, he, he desires to do his Father's will. And his, and his Father's will is to save a people for himself. Okay, it was Christ did his Father's will perfectly, thankfully for that, and he did, uh, he did save his people from their sins. He didn't make it possible. He saved them. Okay, so if you're trusting in Christ tonight, uh, that is your lot. You're, you're, you're trusting in one that saves sinners. That's what he's in the business uh, to do, and, uh, and that's what you need to get to. You need to get to Christ and trust in his cross work, that redemption, that price that was paid for your sins, uh, he is the one that, that saves us from our sins. It's all in him, and we praise him for that. We praise him for that. So let's be his ambassador uh, and let's, uh, this week in this crooked and perverse nation and shine uh, the gospel light uh, in this dark time. Uh, let's be faithful and trust God for his will and good pleasure are always perfect. Uh, that is the key uh, to, to joyous, victorious Christian living, uh, working out the gospel uh, in our lives. And I trust tonight that's what, that's what you're doing. Uh, if, if, if you have any questions, if you're unsaved tonight uh, and, you, and you have questions about uh, salvation or you, you doubt your salvation, uh, talk, to, uh, talk to one of the brethren here. Uh, you can certainly talk to me. 
Uh, and, uh, but most of all, you need to talk to the Lord. Ask the Lord to, to, uh, to save you and trust in Him. Trust Him at His Word. His Word is, is forever true and trustworthy. Always right, always perfect. God's Word uh, is, is just something that is unique. And uh, I, we, we all need to handle it more and more each day. So let's, uh, let's pray to that end. Let's ask the Lord to continue on with us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this salvation that we find in your word that you've, you've oh Lord, you've saved us from our sins. You've caused Christ to come into our lives. Oh Lord, such a improbable thing, Lord. We think of how dark we are before Christ showed us the light of the gospel. Oh, Heavenly Father, and your word tells us that you work through us. Oh, Lord, help us to just take this to heart, Lord, and have that godly fear and tremble at the thought of being your ambassador. Oh, might we take this soberly and seriously, Lord. Take it to the people that need it, Lord. Help us, use us, give us boldness, Lord. Many times, uh, Lord, uh, in my life, I, I miss opportunities, Lord. Oh, Heavenly Father, help us all to redeem the time, Lord, and help us to make the most of every moment, Lord. And Lord, show us, give us opportunity to share the gospel with others. Might, other, might we have opportunity to live out this gospel in front of others? Might we have, uh, oh Lord, the grace and mercy to do this. Heavenly Father, it all comes from you, Lord. We ask it of you tonight. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen.